We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome to a weekend edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Happy Friday. My name is Chris Plank, and we are loaded with some softball talk on the podcast today. Kenny Mossman, Senior Associate Athletic Director, is going to join us. And obviously there's two major projects involving Diamond Sports right now. The new stadium for the Oklahoma softball team and the renovations to Mitchell Park for the OU baseball team. We'll get an update on where the fundraising for the new softball complex is and also some some changes and a, I guess you could say, a building buzz around it coming up in just a bit from Kenny Mossman. But we kick things off today with Sooner hitting coach J.T. Gasso after his team dropped a heartbreaker in Game 2 of the Women's College World Series just a little over a week ago and entering now his fifth season. Four in the books, four straight trips to the Women's College World Series. But J.T., welcome in. No such things as days off. I know it's been a camp-filled and recruiting-filled week, hasn't it? No, it doesn't. We were. Uh, I, I was out this past weekend. I just got done with uh, two camp, or sorry, two day camp, and then we have another camp uh, next week. So um, yeah, we just it doesn't stop, man. When you see the ratings as high as they are, and you see the popularity of this sport, how it continues to grow, and I know you're dialed in, so you probably never heard the PA announcement of, hey, it's the largest crowd to ever watch a softball game when we played Oklahoma State in Bedlam. JT, what does it say about the growth of this sport and the increasing popularity of it and where it is? Uh, I think it says a lot, and I think softball is unique in the sense that it's it's its, it's own game for, uh, for women, meaning 
Like, uh, you know, you have, you have men's and women's basketball. You have men's and women's soccer. You have some other stuff. I know you have men's fast pitch, but in the college, um, in the college uh, world, you have baseball and then you have softball. And I think what's awesome is that it's unique in the sense that it's not baseball. You, does that make sense? So I think um, yeah. people love the fast pace. They love um, just the, the just how fast everything goes. You know, uh, you only have a certain amount of time to feel the ground ball, throw it at first. The, you're so close and the, the field's condensed. So a lot of action, seven innings. Um, and people just, every time I hear, I don't know how many times I hear somebody say, you know, I just saw it one time and I fell in love. So um, I just think more and more people are, are feeling that. And I just, it's really cool to see. And I think it's just going to keep growing. It's amazing, isn't it? I, I, I hear the same thing a lot. Hey, I, I had never really watched it before. Then all of a sudden I caught a game on TV and I was hooked. And listen, JT, there's no way around it. And I don't mean that as a negative way, but the way that ESPN has put it on a pedestal and the way that they've covered this sport is a huge huge part of its growth isn't it yeah and uh i i think not just espn but you i know you have the flow softball you have fox sports uh btn is doing a lot of stuff pac-12 network so all of these uh, across the country is getting a lot of airplay where uh you know i know espn is playing all the championships but you're seeing a lot of regular season uh matchups which i think is is really important it's just just as important because you get to know the, the storylines, you get to know the players, and then you just get more viewers uh, come tournament time, you know. So uh, I, I just think across the country uh, all the media platforms are, are increasing it. JT Gasso's hanging out with us. All right, uh, enough pontificating about the sport in general, <laughs> JT. Uh, you've had a couple of days to look back. I thought your tweet was spot on. This is a group of six seniors that they never stopped working to get better, did they? And I think that says a lot. Sometimes complacency will set in, but it never did with this group, did it? No, and it started with their freshman year. They just they never got satisfied. They just kept working, and uh, that's and the one thing we preached from day one was, you know, you you never need to get complacent. You're always working hard, and it's just that blue-collar mentality that we tried to instill, and they they bought in, and, you know, it's not, it's not surprising to see kind of where they're at right now. Uh, from, from that perspective, last night Sid Romero gets her first hit, and no surprise where it ended up, just for her specifically. It seemed, JT, so many little goals that you always had, and it was it was wild to me that one of them was finally accomplished her senior year when she went opposite field with a home run for the first time in her career. I mean, that that says a lot to me that they were still working on things, even even as minute as maybe something about going to all areas of the field. They're technicians, aren't they? Specifically yeah. Sid. Yeah, and it's just one of the things that we always talked about hitting-wise was just being a complete hitter and not having any holes. And being able to, to hit inside, outside, uh, low in, low out, high, drop, like just trying to hit everything uh, hard. And, um, yeah, I'm not, not surprised to see kind of where they're at and, and how they're going to continue to perfect it. I told a lot of people, I think, whenever Shea hit her home run, I blacked out. What was your reaction whenever <laughs> Shea Knighton tied that game in the seventh inning? 
Um, I was honestly, it, she hit it and I was pretty pumped up, but I was just trying to stay like, I was trying to stay calm. Like the, the girls went nuts. Um, I know the fans went nuts. You can kind of hear that roar on it. Um, but you know, I, as awesome as it was, I wasn't surprised to be honest. Um, I, I know Shay, everyone knows Shay to come up clutch in those moments. And I knew that um, Shay was, Shay was going to have a successful at bat. I've seen it in her, in her eyes many times before where she's locked in and I just knew she was going to do something, whether it was a walk, um, whether it was, you know, base hit, whatever it was, just happened to be a home run. But I knew she was going to, she was due for something. Hey, JT, it's kind of funny, too. You, you think about that whole series against Garcia. Despite the score in game one, we, we listen to me, you guys hit her well. I mean, hit the ball hard. And I even think back to that seventh inning, Grace Green hits one that almost gets out. Jocelyn Allo hits an absolute rocket to center field. I mean, it's it's got to be for you. I know it's frustrating because you don't win, but reassuring because there were some really good at-bats that this team had against Rachel Garcia consistently in that series. Yeah, I mean, ultimately you want the win, and I know, I, like, kind of like said, obviously we didn't get it, but we we took a lot of good things out of that game one. Uh, I, I wish we would have had our flights go out to kind of get some of that data, but I want to see right. what our average exit speed was on some of the balls that were hit. Um, we didn't have a strikeout to the seventh inning, and we scored on every pitcher. Uh, we were hitting the ball hard. Uh, you got to credit UCLA for making some great plays. I know in that game, too, we had that first inning. Um, I think it was Josh or maybe – I think it was Josh. Hit that ball down the line, and their third yes. baseman made a great backhanded play. And I was like, oh, boy, like it's going to be going to be one of those games. And then towards – I think towards the uh, – you could see it in the second, third inning where their outfielders were basically playing no doubles the entire game. So, um, so yeah, we, we had a, a really good game plan going in, and Garcia kind of went away from what she's done, um, and she kind of pitched more specifically. She had a more a different game plan for us than kind of what we've seen. So I thought we handled it well, uh, you know, just strictly offensively. But, you know, we I thought we, there were some things that we probably could have done better that we can look at and just kind of learn from, but – um, for the most part, we're all we're all proud of the way we competed, and that's really all we can ask for. Should be. Absolutely should be. JT, a couple quick ones here before I let you go. First, we're talking to Kenny Mossman in a, in a bit just to kind of make sure everyone is aware of, you know, the – the, the process that's currently in place to try to get this new stadium funded and social media has really kind of kicked it up. You've seen the fans that have kicked it up quite a bit. Can you take us through what this new facility would mean to this program and how important it truly is? Uh, yeah. So you just kind of look across the country and it's, I know just like college football and everything else has been kind of like an arms race of who can have the best facilities who could, who can have this, who can have that, the gear, you know, blah, blah, so on, so on, so on. Um, and you look at kind of uh, college softball and more and more uh, universities are investing. And it's, it's schools that maybe aren't even in the top 25. And you're seeing a lot of schools that are uh, just 
putting a lot of resources into their softball programs. And I think to do what we've done, um, kind of with what we've had, not to say Marita Hines, not to say that our field is like a, a dump or anything, but it's, right. it's kind of slowly, um, it's slowly being uh, outdated with the other universities, just with what they've been doing. Um, but to see what we've done and see how the fans have come out and, and people love coming to our games. And I think to, um, to put that up even more is going to just separate us from everyone else. And it's just going to be a no, a no brainer to be honest with you. And, uh, I know we, we have everything in place now, but to go above and beyond that would just kind of put us up in that, um, you know, it, it Kids are going to come here, and they're never going to want to leave. Fans are going to want to keep coming. More fans are going to want to keep coming. So I think it's going to be huge. And we we are just so excited and grateful to kind of be in the uh, position that we're in with it, too. Final thought. Uh, keys to summer, I think, for development. And, listen, we, you and I can have a conversation about – uh, the new players that are coming in, but for those that are returning that you need to find another level. You know, I'm thinking about, well, I mean, even Jocelyn and Nicole Mendez. You know, they're, they're two regular starters, but they're going to have to find another level. There's video out there. They're going to pitch them differently. Uh, you, you think about, obviously, Grace Lyons after one full year and Grace Green, but JT, huge offseason for a lot of these players that maybe didn't have a huge number of at-bats last year, the Audra Lavallis, the Sammy Skellies of the world, the Aaliyah Flores is. It's, it's huge at this time of the year for them to continue to grind and improve, isn't it? Yeah, So, uh, that, and that's what's kind of tough is for us as coaches, we can't have any contact with them about their training. We can't uh, talk to them about like, we can't They can't report to us about it uh, just because we're not in accountable practice season. So I think during this time, the, the players have a lot of they're, – they're accountable for their own training. Like what you get out of it is is going to be what you put into it. You know, you wow. kind of with the uh, you reap what you sow. And so, um, some people learn valuable lessons. Some people learn uh, from years past. They like, man, I can't do what I did in the past. I got to just get after it. Some people are like, man, I I want to go even more. So I think there's a lot of personal development and accountability into kind of what they're doing. So it's it's always exciting to see. You know where they're at uh, come August, September when uh, when they report back. So we can we can kind of uh, kind of help them like realize. I, I want to you know word this right. Um, we can kind of guide them on that path, and hopefully during the season we've kind of showed them the way to go. And so then it becomes on them to apply it. You know so. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are staying around this summer. A lot of people are, are finding facilities that they're going to train at and, and, you know, just do their own thing. So it's really cool to see them, to see them um, take, take advantage of those opportunities. This is going to be a fascinating roster rebuild to watch for 2020. That seems crazy to say, right? But Patty Gasso, they have an incredible recruiting class coming in with three big-time pitchers. There is some incredible speed in the outfield that's coming in. Riley Boone out of Owasso and Alicia Flores. I mean, she is fantastic. She 
she might have a chance to start day one and never look back. That's Aaliyah's younger sister. So it's going to be a fascinating offseason when you graduate the six seniors that the Sooners did. But thanks to the incredible recruiting of JT Gasso, Patty Gasso, and of course now Jen Roach, the Sooners looked well positioned to make a run again in 2020. And obviously we're in the midst of a big fundraising run to build a new softball stadium. Joining us right now on the program is a man who has been the administrator for softball for many years, Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Affairs. He is Kenny Mossman, one of my favorite guys on the planet. Kenny, obviously, uh, seems kind of odd whenever you have such a long season. Maybe this is part of the reason why we're having, having you on this weekend. I mean, my, my goodness, we don't have a softball game this weekend. I don't even know what to think of it. Yeah, it's a little bit out of the routine. You get into uh, May and June around here, and you just – head into a weekend and, and uh, make sure you got all your OU shirts clean and pressed and your, your shorts and your stuff ready to go. And, and uh, we don't have that this weekend. So a little bit bittersweet, but a great season and, and uh, um, boy, a lot of fun along the way, as I know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I guess maybe we, we should lay out as the administrator, you're very much, I guess what we would say the liaison between the softball program and the athletic department and make sure that all their needs are met and that the the budgetary needs are met. So from that perspective, you play a key role in kind of making sure everything pieces together along with, you know, working with Jackie and working with coach, but you gain solid relationships with these student athletes. So when you see a class like this move on, it's kind of reminiscent of the, Parker, Wodak, Penley, Arnold class, and looking back to Lauren Chamberlain and her class and Kaylani and her class, it's just, it's kind of incredible when you look at some of these senior classes that we've graduated, and specifically this six-person class. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, Patty and I had our end-of-the-year meeting yesterday where we just kind of wrap up and, and look forward to the to the coming year, and and I mentioned to her that it's it's always hard to lose the seniors, but for some reason, this this one felt like we had graduated some of our own children <laughs> because yeah. it just yeah. we watched them grow up and they were so successful and just such such great uh, uh, contributors to our campus and our program and and uh, just the kind of people that you can't get enough of and so um, I, I've never made any secret of the fact that I get a little bit emotional when I uh, realize that we're coming down the home stretch with with those kids and um, this group was especially that way it's it's kind of hard to imagine going forward without them but um the good news is uh we'll still have them around we'll still get to see them and and uh um still have those friendships but uh man that was that was the thing i thought of the night we lost to ucla was uh you know you, you hate to lose and, and you hate to get that close to a championship and not not win it but um much like the players in their post-game interview my thoughts really were dwelling on the fact that you know doggone it we won't get to see them in a uniform again and that was that was the toughest pill to swallow that night Absolutely. Uh, so then, Kenny, I get jacked up whenever, you know, you, you kind of remind everyone, Look, we got this project that is, we're going to make it happen. And then you see mm-hmm. that excitement build and you see it spread on social media. I almost get the sense that even even after last year, whenever the announcement was made during the summer, I think we're what, about uh, right around the year mark from whenever we said, hey, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to get this new stadium done. I feel like there's an excitement and an urgency that we haven't seen before for this project. Is that mm-hmm. just me creating something, or are you feeling that as well? No, we've, uh, there's definitely a different momentum for the project now. We've seen our, our fundraising numbers take a definite turn uh, in a good direction, and, uh, and we've seen some, some substantial gifts begin to uh, come in for that project, and uh, that's still very much the challenge that lies in front of us is, is funding it. And, and uh, 
you know, sadly, when you see um, when you see a, pro- a project announced like that, everybody kind of fast forwards to the completion stage and forgets that um, that's an awful lot of money, and uh, and we're trying to run a department as fiscally responsibly as we can. And so it, it does take some time to pull those resources together. But uh, what you're picking up on is is genuine. There there really is uh, more energy about that project now. We're we're seeing donors who are really stepping up and and wanting to help out with it. And uh, need to we'll need to attract some more uh, substantial gifts. But um, but like the way it's trending, very much feel we feel very good about it right now. That's awesome to hear. Now and and it's kind of interesting too because I. I know when you see a number that, that is attached to it, $22 million for the facility, Kenny, automatically, you're right, that's a lot of money, and it probably goes well beyond that with the amount that needs to be raised as well. But this isn't just we're improving a little part of the field here. This is an entire new facility. Can you mm-hmm. kind of take us through just the, the massive nature of a project like this? No, that, that's that's a very good point, Chris, because I think a lot of people just think about a seating bowl and a playing field, and, and let's go. But um there, the infrastructure on a project of this magnitude is very significant. So uh, not only do you have what we would all normally see when we walk into a stadium, but we have uh, the parts that most people never see, and that's uh, a training room, locker rooms. Uh, this particular facility has a phenomenal hitting facility that will be attached to it, and I mean phenomenal. It'll be it'll truly be one of the best in the country, if not the best. And, uh, and so you're, what you're what you're describing is not just a stadium, but the entire home of the softball program will be housed in that facility. Everything they do will occur there. And uh, so every practice, uh, every rehab, uh, those, those, all those things that go into a year-round program will be housed there. So you're, you're talking about ground-up, complete change for softball, uh, complete, you can't even call it an upgrade because it's, it's a brand new facility in every way, shape, or form, and there's nothing that will be left at the old site in terms of uh, facility that we'll be using. And uh, and so it all will be housed uh, about what is it, half mile south of the current location, and uh, and there is a lot to it. So um, and, and I won't get into the boring building aspects of it, but, <laughs> but the infrastructure and um, but you know we're looking at things like this year we ran into a unique problem with uh, the regional where we were told we had to provide three locker rooms well no softball facility has three locker rooms you have a home locker room and a visiting locker room and uh so uh, that kind of sent us back to the drawing board to figure out okay how are we going to in the future be able to accommodate additional teams if we have postseason competition here um how do we create a media area that uh is not infringing on any of the teams but is a standalone interview space so that um Players come to that area, meet with media, and then go back to their more private locations. And uh, and and just for you, Chris, we've spent an awful lot of time on the press box. So uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's going to be uh, uh, your days on the concourse are, are numbered. Uh, you're going to oh. be in a very nice radio booth, and um, your suntan will suffer, but uh, um, but <laughs> I think you'll be in a more comfortable setting. I will say this: for as much as when I get to my car after some of those super regional games and I'm hot, maybe a little sunburned. 
I do dig it. I I think there's something about sitting out there that adds the energy mm-hmm. and might get the juices flowing a little bit more. But it it seems as if, and I think that you you get tagged a lot on questions on Twitter too, that there is some confusion as well about even the capacity. And you brought this up. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the conceptual drawing, there's there's a grass berm area out there to where you can add seats if if necessary as well too, right? There is there is a possibility yep. to grow beyond just the the listed capacity, right? That's true. Almost every time we do a facility, we create it in such a way that it is expandable. And uh, this one is no different. There are a couple very large grass berms out in the outfield um, that that certainly give us that that opportunity in the future. And and we can go a couple couple different directions with that. We could finish that out at some point. Just go ahead and put bleachers in there and and uh, just add the normal seating. Uh, we could leave it as it is and create standing room where you could bring a blanket and, uh, and watch from there. We could terrace it like uh, you may have That's seen cool. at Alabama uh, where they allow people to bring in lawn chairs and blankets and sit in the outfield in a terraced environment. Um, there are a lot of different ways we can go with that, but the listed seating capacity, which would be fixed seats would be 3000, which again is 1100 more than we've ever had in the current ballpark. And I'm, I'm not, blind to to the crowds that we're drawing um but but that's a significant increase i mean you're almost uh what 75 percent above your current capacity with the ability to probably do another 750 to a thousand in those uh, grass areas so i i think we're in a i think we're in a good spot and uh and and my philosophy you've probably heard me say this before um i want to accommodate as many fans as we can Quite honestly, the best situation you can be in in terms of filling a facility and selling tickets is to have a few people who can't get in. Uh, when you have that urgency and that kind of demand, um, that's what creates the energy that we've been seeing in the stadium there because it is a tough ticket. And uh, I don't want it to be so tough that we're leaving thousands of people out of the ballpark, but I want it to be tough enough that you have to really kind of get on a stick to make sure you don't get left out. I like it. I like it. Kenny, two more quick ones, and I'll let you go. First of all, we have seen an incredible explosion in the numbers around this sport. We're talking softball here. Uh, you've had TV ratings that were up 15% this year. Uh, the most watched, I guess, winner's bracket game ever between OU and OSU, largest crowd. What have you seen that has been the key for the growth and the popularity increase of this sport? Probably two things. Uh, certainly the, the television aspect is undeniable. What, what ESPN has done to promote the sport has, has had a, 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 very, a very measurable outcome. Uh, that's part of the reason we're seeing the numbers spike the way that we are. Um, um, but the other thing that I think has happened is I think there's just been – that used to be a sport that was really almost confined to the West Coast. It's a national game now. Uh, you're sure. seeing teams from all over the country – uh, who are fielding outstanding teams and building programs. I mean, you're watching cold, typically cold weather environments, Minnesota, Michigan, those, those kinds of places that, that, are, that are putting together great programs. So I, I think that's, that's the other aspect of it, and it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with TV. But, but I'm going to throw in one more thing. I think that the, the, the way the game is played and the duration of the games has played very well with our current culture. We are a people who do not have time for anything anymore. Um, we are a drive-through <laughs> culture, and uh, and softball fits that. It fits neatly yeah. into a two-hour window. You do not lose a whole day by going to a softball game or watching one on television. And uh, I think where we are right now as a society uh, fits very well with softball, and I think that's the other reason that it's, that it's taken off the way it has. 
That's a great point. That's a that's a fantastic point. Uh, I'll let you go on this. What what can we do? What can uh, Joe Public? Uh, what can what what can we do to help spread the word and help make this stadium a, a, a reality sooner rather than later, Kenny? Well, um, I think just be upbeat about the program, number one. But but beyond that, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, we need some very substantial gifts to come in, and and we're working hard towards uh, that outcome. But by the same token, we need small gifts, too. Uh, so I, what I don't want to do is have people become uh, intimidated by the, by the total $22 million number or, or to feel like there's just nothing they can do, because that, that's not true. Every, every contribution we get to the project is valuable to us. And we recognize that, that everybody can come at this from a little bit different direction. We have different income levels, different savings accounts. We get that. Um, but if somebody feels compelled to get involved, we'll take a gift of any size for this, and it all matters. And and so that's that's what I that's the message I want to leave with people: is let us uh, here in the department work as hard as we can to develop the big gifts. But but other people need to um, feel very welcome to participate as well. And you know what? How, how cool feeling would that be for any size of donor to walk into the stadium here in a couple of years and say? I help, I help do this. And any of us who give money to this can, can make that statement. So that would be my encouragement. That's awesome. Kenny, man, I really appreciate you joining us on the program and hanging out with us and always being uh, open and, and giving us all the details. I'm excited about the future of this program, as I know you are, and uh, I'm sure a fun summer ahead for you. Yeah, well, same, same to you, Chris. And let me just close with this. I think your enthusiasm for our program has gone a long way towards helping us build it as well. I think people Thanks, hear man. the energy in your voice, and we're grateful for all the work that you do to, to help promote our program. I, I never thought I'd love anything as much as I do. Uh, and and you, you, are, you are your main reason because of that too, Kenny. So thank you, and I appreciate you coming on, bud. All right, Chris. Take care. Yeah, man, I love this program. I love this team. I can't wait to see what Coach Casso has in store for the future, short-term and long-term. Because with the transfer portal, you can change things in an instant. A la G. Juarez, Paige Lowry. Think of a, even prior to the term transfer portal being used. Someone like a Shelby Pinley that came in and changed the course for this program for several years. So a very interesting couple of weeks in this so-called offseason. I just I want to close with a charge. You know, it's it's one thing to just sit around and complain and say, oh, they need to get this done. It's another thing to jump up as a fan and get active. And I thought what Kenny had to say was fantastic. Every dollar, uh, every energetic phone call, every passionate push matters, whether it's on social media, uh, if you have five followers or five million, whether it's through donations, whether you can give a little or you can give a lot. And uh, do what you can. Both of these programs, Sooner Baseball and Sooner Softball, are worthy and deserve the potential that is out there in front of them from a facilities perspective. So I appreciate Kenny coming on, being open, and hoping to build the charge and build the energy towards these new facilities. All right, listen, we're going to take a couple weeks off. I am being drug camping with my family. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed. So next week we won't have a pod. We'll come back the following week, kind of get you ready for July, which this sounds crazy to say. But becomes a very busy football month from the perspective of media rounds. About mid-July, you start having the buzz about conference media days. So uh, we'll kind of be, as I like to say, left lane, hammer down, heading towards the college football season when we jump back on the Sooner Sports Podcast. And by that time, 
I got an exciting plan that we've put together with Jacob Potter from Sooner Vision for our podcast lineup into football season. Listen, nothing's really going to change. It's just going to get bigger and better. So we'll unveil that coming up in a couple weeks. But until then, we appreciate you spreading the word about the podcast. As always, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Soonersports.tv slash podcast. I consume all podcasts through through Apple and iTunes. And we are the Sooner Sports podcast that has the Powered by Learfield IMG. So I think you type in Sooner Sports and we're the first one that pops up. So uh, share it. Leave a review, leave a rating. We appreciate it all, and we listen to everything that everyone has to say. So have a great weekend, and in a couple of weeks, we'll be back. Until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air. Yeah.